0: Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, for the podcast. Well, the Yankees almost sweep another series, take three out of four against the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards. We'll get into all that, as well as an injury update on Luis Heal, Chad Green, Ben Rovett, and a little fevery going on down in the Yankee League minor league complex there. So uh, we'll get into all that, but before we start, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So wherever you're listening right now, hit the subscribe button, get notified when new content comes up throughout the season. So we'll get these little wrap ups. So maybe if you're away a couple, a couple of days, we'll know what happened uh, in the series uh, get news, notes, hot topics, uh, little nuggets of knowledge by me, and we'll see what else is in the Happy Meal. But in order to get the Happy Meal, you have to subscribe to the podcast, so do subscribe, Section 420 Talking Yankees, the podcast. So the Yankees have to take a three out of four in Chicago against the White Sox. I guess travel southeast to Camden Yards, and situation where you figure they should be able to pad up their win totals. should be some uh, easy wins laying out there. Again, Baltimore and Boston kind of competing, you know, who's more in the, in the gutter, uh, competing for fourth or fifth place in the AL East. And for the Yankees, and with Luis Severino on the mound for that first game, you kind of want to see a strong performance from him. I'm not saying he needed a bounce-back performance like he's been garbage lately, but just hasn't been as sharp as in, and dominating as he was in the first couple of starts of the season. And that's the version of uh, Luis Severino that the Yankees got. Uh, going six innings, seven strikeouts, only surrendering one run via the home run by Anthony Santander. And Santander was basically the only Oriole that the Yankees couldn't figure out uh, throughout the series. Uh, but the Yankee power came, you know, somewhat early on from an unlikely source, Jose Trevino, hitting a three-run home run, opposite field home run, which at that point gave the Yankees a 4 nothing lead. Uh, and Trevino, you know, not only was his first home run uh, of the season, but his first home run as a New York Yankee, and uh, come again at a, a good opportune time, and we'll get into that a little bit later with uh, Ben Rovette. Uh, but the Yankees, you know, with uh, Severino pretty much cruising along 4-1, uh, to one, never in a situation where they felt the Yankees were in danger and they would add on to the lead later on with home runs by uh, Josh Donaldson as, as well as Anthony Rizzo, giving the Yankees a 6-1 to one lead in the ninth inning. I guess uh, Boone, you know, not wanting Chapman to be get rusty, go too many days without, you know, going like seven days without, you know, getting any work in, decided to put him out there in a non safe situation. And you see this all the time with closers, uh, you know, once the, you know, they're not at the point trying to be fine-tuned with the pitching. They just want to get out, to get some work in, uh, not looking looking the walk batters and uh, you know more willing to serve up a home run versus give up a walk and um, you know lay them in there. And this is kind of what he did with Andy Santander, who took him deep. So it was his second home run of the game at that point, cutting the lead to 6-2. But again, never a situation where he saw like the wheels are going to fall off for of Chapman. Uh, he kept it together, was able to close out the game and give the Yankees a 6-2. Uh, win in the opener. Second game, uh, a little bit more ma- nail-biting, specifically for Chapman. Now, Tyone was on the mound. Now, in the first inning, Judge hit an RBI double, uh, which, again, I guess uh, a year or two ago would, would have been a home run, but at the start of the season uh, at Camden Yards, they kind of moved the wall back and up a little bit, made it higher. Uh, so, you know, not so so easy for visiting teams to hit home runs. I guess they did some stats searching, and so a lot of visiting teams were probably coming in, it, in there and getting a lot of easy home runs to left field. So, in this case, it was only a double for Judge. Given the Yankees an early 1-0 lead, but don't worry, Judge would have his fun later on in the night, hitting two home runs in this game, uh, and at the point, giving the Yankees uh, and a Tyone a 5-3 lead, where it did get interesting in the ninth inning with uh, Ronalds Chapman on the mound. Now, uh, he did get the first two outs pretty quickly on a strikeout and a groundout, uh, but did surrender a single, and then after that, had a little bad luck. So Robinson Torino uh, was at the bat with one runner on the base. Hit a, a line drive up in the middle. It was one of those situations where, as a pitcher, you guess you caught in between. Should you stick your glove out and catch it, or should you let it go and let the shortstop field it? I don't think IKF would have been in position anyway, so I think it was the right call by Chapman, but just didn't execute it correctly and kind of uh, kind of waved his uh, glove out there, and the ball kind of uh, ricocheted off the glove, and it became a single for uh, Torino's putting runners on first and second. Again, It was the right call because I don't think ICAF would have been able to field that ball anyway. Uh, But at that point, then, uh, put two runners on for McKenna. Now, again, this is all with two outs. He would hit a double, uh, which would plate one, so made the game 5-4. But, again, more terrifyingly for the Yankees, put runners on second and third. Now, where a wild pitch can either tie the game or, God forbid, a single then could drive in the, the tying and winning runs in. The Yankees would end up losing that, where... Uh, again, in a situation where they have no business losing a game like that. But luckily for the Yankees, up for the Orioles was Cedric Mullins, who I believe going into that, that was like 0-4 lifetime against Chapman with like four strikeouts. Now, So Boone did have Clay Holmes warming up, entertaining enough, and we've seen this from Boone earlier this season where if it seems like Chapman's, the wheels are going to start to come off, he has no problems getting someone up there. Uh, and he kind of looks like he did have Holmes ready just in case the wheels did come off for Chapman. But luckily for Chapman, he was able to hold together, get Mullins to uh, – a little pop fly to foul territory off the third base and the Yankees were able to put the game away uh, again in a nail biting fashion, but come away with the five, four win and win the first two games. Uh, third game, uh, the ACE Garrett Cole was on the mound and he gave the Yankees an ace-like performance, uh, go in seven innings, did surrender two runs, uh, but overall a good start by Cole striking out five and all, all the runs he needed were done in that first inning, mainly thanks to Gleb Torres. So with two runners on, uh, Gleyber Torres, who again he's having a great bounce back season, and if he could keep this up, maybe he'll be the comeback player of the year. Hits a double to right field, uh, scores a run. But uh, after that, uh, where you know really showed some heads up play. Uh, while pitch uncorked, uh, Donaldson was on third. He comes in to score. Now the, the catcher tried to nonchalant the ball to the, to the pitcher covering first base. He kind of threw the ball away, and again, Torres with heads up baseball. Uh, didn't stop running, scored all the way from third after Donaldson had scored, and the Yankees had stolen two runs uh, in that sequence, uh, again, which gave the Yankees a 3 nothing lead at the time, and that's all Garrett Cole and the Yankees would need. Again, Cole would surrender a, a couple of runs. So, you know, like the pe- fact that the Yankees kind of, the, the scoring stopped there, but uh, it was enough for Garrett Cole. Now, interesting what Boone did in this game, uh, after he lifted Cole after the seventh inning, put Clay Holmes out there in the eighth, and I guess with Chapman struggling the night before and throwing a lot of pitches, decided to give Chapman the night off and let Cl- uh, Holmes finish it out. And Holmes was able to get the uh, two out save, very a la Mariano Rivera back in the day. And, again, the Yankees ha- now had the uh, first three games of the series. And then, again, you're looking at your chops to see, hey, can we, you know, can we sweep this one? So a little Thursday afternoon baseball at Camden Yards. Again, a-, a travel day for the Yankees. And you figure a lot of times, you know, you don't win that game because you're kind of like, ah, I, got- I won the first three. We're traveling today, you know. But the Yankees did put up a a good fight in this game, and it's a game they almost probably should have won. Now, they had Jordan Montgomery on the mound, and you know what that means. Usually when he's on the mound, the Yankees don't score any runs. But that wasn't the case this time. The Yankees did stake him to an early 2-0 lead, Uh, but unfortunately Montgomery couldn't uh, hold it, ended up serving up a two-run home run, and would later uh, give up the score and would fall behind 3-2. Now, Stanton uh, put the Yankees right back in it with a bomb himself in the fourth inning, tied the game 3-3, uh, but the story of this game mainly was the Yankee bullpen and the lack thereof. So later on in the game, IKF scored a, a two-run RBI double, which gave them the 5-3 lead, but the Yankee bullpen would falter. So this was like these small handful of games where uh, the Yankee bullpen just didn't have it. Uh, mainly Miguel Castro gave up a couple of runs. Then they tried to bring Chad Green out there to put out the fire. He gave up a run, and then it turned out um, he needed to leave the game with some uh, forearm tightness. I so mean, that's why he wasn't effective. Now, Loaizko was able to put up the fire, but then again, at that point, uh, the Yankees had fallen behind 5-6. Uh, to six. Now, what you did like about this uh, game is that the Yankees did uh, tie it up in the ninth inning and had an opportunity to go ahead and put a crooked number up there and, and perhaps steal this final game. So, you know, there's bad wins, bad losses, good wins, good losses. I would put this as a good loss. Again, you don't like to lose any games, but it wasn't terrible the way they lost it. Um, so in the ninth inning, uh, they bring out their closer, Jorge uh, Lopez. Um icaf works a walk, puts a runner on. Now they take Josh Donaldson off the bench, kind of you know didn't start this game. He puts a good a bat on uh, on Lopez, works the count up to three and two, and on the full count, Ikev goes to, uh, goes to run. Now Donaldson struck struck out. It was a ball right down the pipe, so it was a good strike to ball to swing at. And but Ikev was able to swipe and steal second base. So in a way, Donaldson kind of did this job because he had a runner at second base uh, with uh, only one out. Uh, but uh, next up from there was Marvin Gonzalez. He had a, a kind of a weird at bat. So the first pitch he swings at, and he must have tweaked something in his, his left knee because um, at first it looked like maybe the ball like uh, had a foul shot off his shin. But then on the replay it looked like no, the ball didn't. It wasn't a foul shot. It's just the way he swung and something he twisted something under his knee. It looked like possibly he managed to come out of the game. Uh, the umpire gave a lot of generous time to walk it off. Uh, he did stay in there. Was down on the count 0-2, but you can see some, some of the swings he had. He had nothing under his legs, and then he just took a 3-2 uh, Uncle Charlie curveball right down the middle uh, for strike three. So now he had two outs uh, with DJ LeMayo up as the final hope. Now, LeMayo also put a good at bat, fought off a, a pitch, a little pop-up to right field, and the benefit of two outs is that you could run in contact. So I calf on second, ran as soon as the ball it was hit in the air, able to score. The ball dunked into right field, able to score uh, at that game tie, the game 6-6 uh, six to six, uh, with LeMay on first. Next up was Judge. And at that point, they had a decision to make, hey, do you want to pitch to Judge or uh, kind of pitch around him? And with Joe Gallo again, with his sub-200 batting average, you know, rather pitch name him said. So they were kind of tight on Judge, worked the count three to 3-2, to but ultimately did end up walking him uh, on a high ball. And so I put now runners at first and second with Gallo up. Uh, from there, they, they yanked Lopez. At that point, uncorked a lot of pitches. Uh, put in Felix Bautista, Bautista, hard thrower, and put up a situation for the Yankees that they were set up with Giancarlo Stanton, who already hit a home run earlier in the game. And again, maybe other than ju- Judge, the hottest hitter in this Yankee lineup. Now, Stanton uh, did put a good at bat and had a quality at bat, I would say. Uh, smoked the line, drive uh, to center field. Just didn't get enough of it. it kind of like what it was straight at the center field. He couldn't have yet pull it enough to get into the gap, which would have been nice. Definitely would score two, maybe three runs with everyone running on two outs. Uh, but unfortunately smoked the ball, but right to the center field of Mullins. And he was able to put the, put it out. And again, that was the one opportunity that the Yankees had and they really, it would have been nice to seal the game there, but it wasn't to be. And then in the bottom of the ninth, uh, with Lutgie on the mound, uh, Baltimore had their little moment of the series, a couple of runners on. And that gentleman, again, Anthony Santander, who, you know, pretty much beat the Yankees up this whole series, you know, with some home runs, put it away, uh, uh, with a free run walk-off home run to that newly designed left field and the Baltimore had a walk-off 96 win. So to avoid the sweep. And again, their little bright spot of this little four-game set. So a bit of a bummer. Again, you would like, you know, it was it was right there for the take in for stand, but it didn't happen. And oh well. And again, it was the one of the very, very, very few games that collectively the Yankee bullpen didn't come through. So you got to have those once in a while. Again, yeah, I wouldn't put it as a you know, it wasn't a terrible loss, just kind of annoying. So uh, but again, Yankees walk out of there. Uh, with the three three out of four wins. So, again, surely you take that. Even against the lousy team, you can't always expect to go in there and, and take all four. So good overall chip for the Yankees. Um, so I guess, you know, if you want to, let's do a little math there That's a six out of eight, again, in Chicago and Baltimore. Now come home to host those Chicago White Sox, including a Sunday night game on ESPN, so a little primetime baseball. Uh, again, only the bomb about the game was that Chad Green uh, needed to leave, we had the, the, the forearm discomfort. And that's coming after some news where another Yankee pitcher, Luis Heal, who made his uh, 2022 debut uh, in Chicago, uh, afterwards was optioned down to A. And in his first triple A needed to be removed, basically came out of the game pointing to his elbow, which translating any language, not good. So he's going to be evaluated to see, you know, what they can do with him, if they have to give him a, an MRI, if there's any damage there. Obviously, that would be, a, you know, that would be terrible because uh, you know, he was pretty good for the Yankees last season. And he's someone you're going to kind of depend on down the road, just knowing that players like Nesta Cortez, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jameson Tyone, uh, even uh, Severino, probably have some inner limitations and you're going to need some spot starts like people like him, Clark Schmidt, maybe Davy Garcia. So if he's out of the mix again, that is somewhat of a blow for the Yankees. Also some injury news of Ben Rovet, uh who came over in the uh, Donaldson slash Gary Sanchez slash Gio Scheller trade was a throw Now, we knew coming in, he had the oblique injury. He was kind of working his way from that, but needed to have a procedure done on his knee to cleaning out the MCL, whatever. Uh, he's going to be shut down for about six to eight weeks. So, going back to Trevino, you know, there was a situation where he had Trevino, Higgy, and if this Ben Rovette was going to come in, uh, who would be the odd man out? And it seemed at least that you know Higgy would have been the odd man out just because he hasn't been hitting at all. And of the two of them, uh, Trevino seemed to be the better framer. Uh, but now that the fact that Rovette is kind of out of the equation for a couple of months, I guess, you know, both Trevino and Higgy, but mainly Higgy can breathe more of a sigh of relief. And again, it's just good timing that Trevino hit the three-run home run, uh, you know, earlier in the season. Not that he needed that to save his job, but again, if uh, you know someone's coming down the pike to possibly steal your job, you know, you don't, a three-run home run uh, definitely, you know, works in your favor there. And uh, last but not least, you probably heard the story about Jake Sanford, a uh, Yankee minor leaguer who I guess he got caught um, stealing equipment, uh, he was basically stealing equipment in the Yankees' clubhouse there. And supposedly people pre-ordered stuff, and he didn't deliver on it. And I'm not sure the whole thing was investigated by the Yankees. But, again, once they found out he was doing this, he did cut him. Again, screams Allah, if you remember the whole situation with Ruben Rivera. Uh, I believe he was caught stealing Jeter's glove. And, uh, again, probably an embarrassment to Mariano. Had to be uh, removed from the team. So it's a similar s- situation with Jake. Uh, Seems shortly after he did. Um, I think he signed with some four league, some independent league baseball team. So I guess he's going to continue his career. And he's, again, he's just somebody who you, maybe don't leave your wallet in the clubhouse, you know, when you're playing a game. So, uh, so that's what we got for you. Section 420, Talking Yankees Podcast. Hope you like the episode. Again, make sure you subscribe. Get updates and content throughout the series. Again, the Yankees uh, will host those uh, Chicago White Sox as well as a couple more from Baltimore. So if you like beating up a Baltimore, stick around a little bit. The Yankees uh, got you covered there. So over and out. Have a good day.